0: Are you struggling with all of the messages about Mother's Day and how wonderful it will be to honor mothers, but you're not even sure what motherhood means after you've lost your baby? There's no harder holiday to cope with for moms of stillborn babies than on Mother's Day. That's why I'm hosting a free support session called Coffee and Comfort on Sunday, May twelfth at 11 o'clock Eastern. We'll get together for an hour before the day gets started and talk about the guilt and what ifs that so often come after this type of loss. And I'll help you create a plan for the day that honors both you and your baby. The best part is we'll gather together with other lost moms who really get exactly how you're feeling so you won't feel alone. Together, we'll navigate Mother's Day and learn how to get through this tough holiday with ease. Save your seat at jennifersencom slash coffee or click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. I'm Jennifer Sen, a certified life coach, married mama of two sons, twin angel babies, and a rainbow baby, and this is the Navigating Baby Loss podcast. I'm on a mission to help stop the isolation, shame, and lack of self-confidence that often comes with stillbirth loss, and to show you that you still deserve to live the life you've dreamed of. Pull up a cozy seat, pour a cup of coffee, and prepare to hang out with a caring friend who's been through it and can show you the way. Respecting that it is still there for both of us, yet it shows up in different intensities at different times with us adding in a lot of communication without judgment, is what has allowed us to be a success story, and I would dare say made us even stronger through it. Hello there, welcome back. Today's topic is one of the big ones. It's the thing that suffers maybe the most, and also the thing that can bring you closest together. We are talking about communicating with your partner. Relationships in general with those closest to you are often strained after a baby loss. It's really hard to be around people who want you to be your old self again when you know that person is no longer there. The hardest person to connect with is often the one you love the most, your husband or your partner. The lack of communication is, of course, the main factor, right along with the differences that you face in your experience of your loss and with the grief process itself. Communication is vital in repairing any type of relation breakdown, but when you are in the throes of grief and are experiencing severe hormonal shifts, it takes a lot of effort to communicate effectively. I mean, who wants to put their energy into communicating when you feel like you're drowning and can't even breathe? But here's why it might be important. Couples who have a pregnancy loss or stillbirth run a 22% greater chance of divorcing than couples who never experience a loss. And those are just the statistics for married couples. That's not even counting partnerships. It's a pretty daunting number to say the least and something you can't ever be prepared for. The hardest part is understanding that it's possible that the loss is different for you both. It doesn't take away from the reality of what's happening, but typically the mother has a deeper connection because she is the one that's physically connected. Whereas the men grieve the loss of the dreams they had and the things that might have been. Having respect and honoring each other's stages of grief may be the key in surviving this terrible statistic. In my coaching practice I hear all kinds of varying reports of what the lost moms are feeling about her partner. Some say they aren't feeling connected because their partner isn't grieving the way they think they should, or seems like they don't care as much because they aren't showing as much emotion. In my own experience, I feel like my husband wasn't really grieving as much as I was, and it really bothered me thinking that he didn't seem to care as much as I did. When the tension built, finally, and I called him out on it, he said, I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to make you cry. What he didn't realize was that not talking about it didn't make me cry any less, I needed to know that it was okay for me to grieve the way I was, and that he did feel similar, but he just processed it differently instead. I tried to pretend that I was getting back to normal, when in reality, I felt more lonely and broken than I ever had before. We were doing the best we could because we had two young boys to take care of and had never had any kind of loss in our young lives, and we'd never allowed ourselves to even imagine what something like this would do to us. I have noticed that sex after loss is a subject that has a lot of variables too. I have clients who crave that intimate connection days after and can't get enough as soon as they are cleared by their doctor or even before. And then there's some who struggle at the very thought of having sex again, either for the fear of another pregnancy or feeling like they aren't capable of that level of connection again. And a lot of people struggle with their body image. This can cause a huge issue, and it really needs to be talked through with your partner and a professional if it isn't returning to normal within a reasonable time frame. After I got the news at the hospital that my babies were gone, they wanted to get me to deliver them naturally and not have to have this healing of a C-section while I was also doing so much emotional healing. They gave me a cervix softening suppository and sent me home. While we were laying in bed in shock of what the past 24 hours had brought, definitely not even thinking about having sex, I could tell that my husband was having a hard time touching me at all because I had dead babies inside of me. Yep, I said it. He would never say that, but the usual storm of two larger-by-the-day babies rumbling around inside of me was a chilling quiet now in a disturbing, unnatural way. I could not wait to return to the hospital the next morning to continue this nightmare, but I wasn't sure how we would ever be normal again once we came back to this bed. Years after our loss, something would sneak in for me, and it still does. One time when I shared with him what I was thinking and how I was feeling, I was shocked when my husband said, Oh, that still bothers you? We had to come to an understanding that while the scar of grief never goes away for either of us, it shows up in different ways at different times. I know for me, it's usually something that happens with my children when I'll notice it creeping in again. And for him, there'll be something that happens with a young patient at work or maybe when a coworker is experiencing their own loss. Respecting that it is still there for both of us, yet it shows up in different intensities at different times, with us adding in a lot of communication without judgment, is what has allowed us to be a success story, and I would dare say made us even stronger through it. So here's some ideas that I recommend to help you improve communication with your spouse or partner after your loss. The first thing is to ask some open-ended questions that encourage them to open up about their thoughts, what they're feeling about the loss of the baby. So many times the men in our lives tend to want to be the fixers, and they want to be the protectors. And like my husband, he didn't want to make me cry. But what I didn't realize was that he was the one really suffering in silence. Examples are What were you most looking forward to doing with a baby that you're missing out on now? Or, Who do you think the baby would have looked like at two years old? Any type of question like this that doesn't end in a yes or no answer gives them the signal that it is safe to talk about it, that you are welcoming some sort of conversation. The second idea if your partner is willing, give each of you a piece of paper and write down what kind of things that you can think of when the grief hits you. What are the things that come up for you when you are noticing grief? It's either, you know, maybe it's your stomach hurts, or you can feel yourself swallowing back tears. I can't stop crying. Whatever it is, and have him do the same. Then after three minutes, switch papers, and then talk about what the differences are, and what are the similarities. It's a great way to realize that you're both experiencing grief, but you each have your own unique way of dealing with them. The third idea is date night. I know, I know, I know. Everybody says date night. Sometimes it's possible. Sometimes it's not. If you're grieving, it it can be tricky too. Do you feel like going out? Do you want to just stay in? So take it for what it is. But it can be a pizza night at home. You can get takeout. Go in the car, go get an ice cream sundae. Maybe there's a drive-in movie or the movies in general. If you do run into someone, there's no pressure to have a conversation. But just do something that might be fun and can take you out of your normal surroundings. It really does help you connect on, on a different level than just the everyday mundane routine. The fourth thing that I have for you is something called the paired app. I'm not a paid advertiser, they don't sponsor this podcast, although I may ask them to. But my husband and I have been using this for a while to try it out, and it has been a really fun way to open up conversations. There are all kinds of topics that you can play games or take quizzes, and it's really fun to compare answers and just build a little friendly competition. We've been married for almost 32 years and have been surprised with a few things that this game has revealed. It's called Paired on the App Store, and I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Maintaining your relationship after loss is really tough. With all the emotional and physical things that are happening, if you're committed to being there for each other throughout the roller coaster ride, you can beat the odds. It is possible to come out of this feeling even more connected and being a stronger couple than before. If we can learn to keep communicating with our partner throughout this grief journey and not feel like it's just ours alone to bear... We'll be able to see how our loss is affecting us and appreciate someone else's journey of the same loss. Our losses teach us so many things, but most of all, it teaches us how hard and deep we love those we have chosen to share this life with. This episode inspired me to create a PDF with these ideas and some more written out for you to download. And you can get it at slash partner This is one that is really needed in my community, so I can't wait to get this in your hands. Again, that's Jennifersend.com/partner to download a free PDF with some communication ideas you can use with your partner to improve communication starting today. Until next time, I'm wishing you so much love and healing as you navigate your baby loss.